you for listening in on Tent of Testimonies podcast. This is the official podcast of the Tent of Testimonies International under the leadership of Prophet Dr. Fred Akama and Senior Pastor Maureen Akama. As you listen to this and other amazing sound biblical teachings, our aim is to equip you with the Word of God so that you can grow into an effective believer. In today's podcast, we do believe that you will be imparted with the knowledge of God, spiritual truths, and kingdom principles that will positively affect your spiritual life. Be blessed as you listen, and may you come back with a great testimony. I want to teach a bit on the principle, the purpose, principle and power of dedication. The purpose, principle, and power of dedication. When you talk about dedication, what you actually mean is dedication to God. Dedication to? Because you can be dedicated to many things. <laughs> it's quite a bit of anointing. Eh? You can be dedicated to many things, but tonight I want to look at dedication to God. Dedication to God. To be dedicated means to be set apart. The word dedication means to be set apart for a particular use. So you can have a room in your house, but you have dedicated that room to studying. So it's called a study. It's just a room. But because, of the dedi- because you have dedicated it to a particular task, the name changes. Is that okay? Your bedroom is just a room. Is that true? Why is it called a bedroom? Because it has been dedicated for a particular purpose. The room is just a normal room like any other room, but because of your dedication, you have dedicated it for a particular task. The name of the room now changes to reflect the task for which it has been dedicated. A kitchen is just a room. But it has been dedicated for a particular purpose. You find because of that purpose, sometimes even the structure of the room changes now. Is that fine? Say dedication. Say dedication. Say dedication. So dedication to God means commitment to God. Say commitment. Dedication to God means commitment to God. It means devotion to God. I am devout. In fact, dedicated things in the Bible, in the King James, are sometimes called devoted things. Things that are devoted. Devoted means dedicated. Dedication means sanctified. Sanctified. It has been set apart. It has been sanctified. 
An old English word would be hallowed. Hallowed. It has been hallowed. It has been hallowed. So when we dedicate ourselves to God, there are two facets. Two facets of dedication. One is called positional dedication. Say positional dedication. It means you are dedicated by your position is a dedicated position. You are dedicated spiritually. Number two is dedication in deed. Dedication in works. Dedication by works. There's positional dedication. Then there's actual dedication by works. Dedication in deed. I'm dedicated in my deeds. So positional dedication happens when you get born again. Is that okay? Positional dedication happens when you get born again. And God gives you the Holy Spirit as a seal, as authentication that you have now been dedicated to him. Positional dedication will take place when you get born again. And God authenticates that you belong to him by giving you the Holy Spirit. The Bible says God has sealed us with his Holy Spirit. The seal of God. Okay, what is a seal? A seal is a mark that um, an owner places on something to show ownership, to demonstrate ownership, number one, and number two, to demonstrate authenticity, to demonstrate that it has not been tampered with. So if you get a letter, they, if you get a parcel, they tell you if this seal is broken, then you can doubt whatever is inside. If the seal is broken, you can doubt whatever is inside. So, so long as that seal is intact, whatever is inside is authentic. The seal is the mark by the owner, the one who put it like that, to show that whatever you're getting is authentic. Say here. Kings, when they wrote letters, they had on their arm a signet ring. Say signet ring. So kings wore, wore rings, wore signet ring. And after they had written a letter, they would put wax over the letter and stamp it with the ring. So so long as that would be the seal of the king to show that it is the king that actually wrote the letter. In modern day, we equate a seal with a signature. We quote a seal with what? A signature or a thumbprint. Weka kido? Kidole. So the, Holy, the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life, ni kidole ya mungu, to show that this is mine. The seal, our seal in salvation is what? The Holy Spirit. Say the Holy Spirit is the seal of God in my life to show that I belong to him. So God has put a signature, America Chapa, and that Chapa is the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit's presence in this church is the seal of God that is here. That this church belongs to Him. 
Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13 says, In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. So there's position or dedication. The dedication by position. Then there's dedication by deed or dedication by action. Dedication by position happens when you get born again. Dedication by action has to happen every now and then. Because you're a human being, you dedicate yourself, then you go away. Then you have to dedicate again, then you go away. Then you have to dedicate again, then you go away. The pressures of life sometimes make you draw away from your dedication. Is that fine? That's why the Israelites had a feast. It's called the Feast of Dedication. The Feast of what? Dedication. It used to happen every year. Say the Feast of Dedication. We find this in the book of John, I think chapter 22 says, Jesus rose up during the Feast of Dedication. There's a feast that they used to do every year called the Feast of Dedication. There was a particular feast that people went there just to dedicate themselves. Here, we do it every month. Once a month, we must have a service of dedication because of the benefits of dedication. John chapter 10, verse 22 says, Now it was the feast of dedication in Jerusalem, and it was winter. So there was a feast called the feast of dedication. Shamadale. So they went to dedicate themselves and also to celebrate when the temple was dedicated. I'm talking about this because today is the day of dedication. Today is the day of dedication. It's a feast of dedication. So there's positional dedication and there's dedication in action or dedication in deeds. So we dedicate ourselves in deed because we have been already dedicated positionally. Dedication is not just for babies. When people hear about dedication, the first thing that will go into their mind, their mind is what? Children. Let's dedicate our children. It is not just children who have to be dedicated. God in the Bible has given several items that need dedication. One of them is children. True. When you, when you give birth to a child, what must you do? What must you do? You must dedicate them. Even Jesus Christ was taken to the temple to be dedicated. 
dedicating a child means you are handing that thing over to God. You are sanctifying that thing for use by God. Because it is God who has given this child their destiny. And the destiny of the child does not begin when they are born. God talked about Jeremiah and said, I knew you in the womb before you were born. And I ordained you to be a prophet to the nations. Where was Jeremiah? Where was Jeremiah? In the womb. Jeremiah was not yet born. God said, I knew you. And I already gave you a destiny. Now, this is not to Jeremiah alone. Even you, before you were born, God knew you and gave you a destiny. The job of the enemy is to derail that destiny. The job of the enemy is to do what? Derail the destiny. So at the earliest possible opportunity, we bring the children to God so that we hand them over to God who knows their destiny so that God can make sure that destiny is fulfilled. So dedication is not a religious act we are doing to fulfill the rules of a church. I'm talking like this because a lot of people have come from different backgrounds. And in our church we dedicate children, otherwise can you say it awazika? dedicated hapa, hapa. So people have this mentality that dedication is to fulfill a certain rule. No. Dedication is to give your child to God so that God can activate the original destiny of that child. Why that child was born. There's a reason for which every child is born. Just like when an, in, an, an item is invented, there's a reason for the inventing of that item. But if you want to know the reason why somebody made something, the best person to do is uh, to tell you is the one who made that thing. You cannot sit and start guessing. You must give it back to the manufacturer. Dedication of children is also an admission that we cannot raise this child in our own power. So you cannot dedicate your children if you are proud. Dedication is an admission of failure. Dedication is an admission of failure. You go to God and say, I have already failed even before I start. I need you. The Bible says part of our promises of dedication is the Bible says, your children shall be taught of the Lord. Your children shall be done what? Taught of the Lord. So you have been struggling to teach your child. Give God a chance also. Say, my child shall be taught of the Lord. So God will make sure out of the, the myriad of impulses and information trying to gain the attention of your children, he will direct the attention to the appropriate ones. Isaiah 54, chapter, chapter 54, verse 13 says, All your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace 
of your children. Where God is the teacher, peace is the result. Where God is the teacher, peace is the result. Where you try it in the arm of flesh, they come home with 11 kinds of drugs in their bags. This is not your portion in Jesus' name. But it is not only children that must be dedicated. The Bible says firstborns must be dedicated. What must be dedicated? We have talked about this before. Every firstborn, if you are a firstborn and you have never been dedicated to the Lord, it means you cannot prosper. And because you cannot prosper, the rest of your family cannot prosper. Because of your lack of dedication. If you are a firstborn, now Jawa ikuwa dedicated, umeweke wengine jam. Umeweka jam kutoka vasha. People cannot pass. Shanti bakariado. The Lord says that all the firstborns are mine. They must be dedicated to me. Firstborns of people and of animals. Exodus chapter 13 verse 12 says, Dedicate to me every firstborn among the Israelites. The first offspring to be born, both humans and animals, belongs to me. Hey, you must dedicate your firstborn, you in Karisho. When the firstborn is in place, then the rest of the family can find their place. They must not only be dedicated, they must be redeemed. They must be done what? Redeemed. You must redeem your firstborn. Because the firstborn belongs to God. It must be redeemed. Shanti barakali andakebosa. So firstborns are to be dedicated. So it is not only children we need to dedicate. Houses must be dedicated. The book of Exodus, um, uh, Deuteronomy, I think chapter 30 says, if any man has built a new house and he has not dedicated it, he must not go to war. Otherwise he might die in the war and another man dedicates his house. It means when you buy a house, what must you do? Dedicate it. When you build a house, what must you do? Dedicate it. Because we are men, he will not be going to dedicate houses. That's the work of elders and pastors here. Is that fine? No, I cannot be traveling from Ruiru to Rongai to Kiserian to Mavoko to go dedicate one house. What time do I pray or prepare for service? I'm busy in Mavoko. Naivasha. Scattering demons. A lot of destinies have been derailed this weekend, eh? Yes. Uh-huh. Demons are having a field day. Deuteronomy chapter 20 verse 5 says, Then the officers shall speak to the people saying, What man is there who has built a new house and has not dedicated it? Let him go and return to his house. Lest he die in the battle and another man dedicate it. So when you buy a house or when you build a house or when you buy land, when you buy land, you must dedicate land, eh? Do you know that? Because you don't know what rituals were performed. Land is normally a witness. The Bible calls land to be what? A witness. Land is what? Land is what? 
Moses said, I call heaven and earth to bear witness. So the earth bears what? Witness. So from the time in memorial, that earth has been, carry, has been keeping records and bearing witness of all the things done on it. And all the people it must accept and all the people it must spit out. You just come and enter like this. When one witch doctor had made a covenant with the earth. Shale karida dum tusi I call heaven and that, Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 26. I call heaven and earth to witness against you this day that you will soon utterly perish from the land which you cross over the Jordan to possess. You will not prolong your days in it, but will be utterly destroyed. So for these people, heaven was witnessing. Earth was also witnessing to make sure that what happens, they're destroyed. So however what they are doing, earth will say, no, 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 you cannot prosper. Our agenda is to make sure you are destroyed and utterly. The Bible says the Amorites and the Jebusites and the what? The land vomited them out. What did the land do? Vomited them out. So if the land is not dedicated to serve you, it can vomit you out. You can go to Kakamega and buy land and think you're going to build the land, say, You will know, you don't know. Every time you are trying, the land is getting, having deliverance. You're out. Everything conspires. I've seen demons where I command the floor to fight against them and the floor begins to fight. Then we rest, the demons are out. Somebody's manifesting, hey, they're on the floor. I say, you're joking. Let the floor do my job for me. Floor, fight. And floor rises up and begins to fight. Your land shall not vomit you out. The land where you are shall not vomit you out. You see, land is not necessarily physical land. It can also be that company. Eh? That company will not vomit you out. That business will not vomit you out. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Leviticus chapter 18 verse 25 says, Even the land was defiled. So I punished it for its sin. And the land vomited out its inhabitants. So if you go somewhere which is defiled, if you go to a land that is under punishment, it will be vomiting out everybody. That's why when somebody is selling me a house, so I'm sure you're selling their house, I ask why. Why would you sell a house? It is cheap. Come and buy. <laughs> Maybe the person has located a problem and is looking to uh, download on me eh? an IPA, an IPA Shida. In Yumba, it's under punishment. It is vomiting out everybody. It needs deliverance. It is not only people who need deliverance. Houses need. Jobs need. Maybe your cows need deliverance. It's only the neighbor's cows that are removing milk, your own. But nothing is coming out. The, the Kisi fellow said it's called what? Kiwe. Kiwe. Kiwewe. 
Kiwewe is large like an elephant, but you go there. Prukwisha. Need deliverance. So firstborns must be dedicated. Houses must be dedicated. And then the Bible says Solomon brought all the things that his father, King David, had dedicated into the temple. He brought all the instruments that his father, King David, had dedicated, brought them into, into the temple. So instruments and temple material can be dedicated. Is that okay? Which means anything you have can be dedicated. Or must be dedicated. This is why we do dedication. This is why we do dedication every month because you acquire new things every month. So King Solomon finished all his work on the temple of the Lord. Then he brought all the gifts his father David had dedicated. The silver, ah. So what must be dedicated? The gold, ah. What must be dedicated? Do you know how you dedicate your silver and gold? By giving tithe. When you tithe, you have automatically dedicated your silver and gold. By giving your first fruit, you have automatically dedicated your silver and your gold. If you don't give, your silver and your gold are not dedicated. Instead of becoming a blessing to you, they become now a curse. And various articles, he stored them in the treasuries of the Lord's temple. That's why I said that business, bring it here for education. That Samsung T74, bring it here for dedication. So that the Lord is in charge of it. If somebody tampers with it, it is the Lord's responsibility to replace. Today I want to only teach for about 15, 20 minutes so that we can dedicate children. Is that okay? You are also required to dedicate yourself. So I must dedicate myself. When you're dedicating yourself to the Lord, it is called consecration. It is called what? It is called what? Consecration. This is the book of Leviticus, I think chapter 6. It says, when you have consecrated yourself, you should not take wine. You should not take what? You should not take what? You should not cut your hair during that period. We are not going through all that, but we're just consecrating ourselves. You're just giving side time. You say, I will lift the level of my living for God. Is that fine? If you're living at level six, you're just depending on the salvation of God. There are certain things, but now you have to leave those things because your consecration level has gone higher. So here. Also, there's a period of time that you say, for this one month, I'm dedicating this to the Lord. So you fast, you pray, you leave aside other things to pursue God. Say consecration. Say consecration. Leviticus chapter 20 verse 7 says, Consecrate yourself therefore 
and be holy for I am the Lord your God. So you can dedicate yourself and that's what you're doing first today. So before you dedicate anything else, you must first of all dedicate. An undedicated person cannot dedicate anything. You cannot say, hmm, I've dedicated my house, but you yourself, you're not? It doesn't work like that. Too. You cannot say, God, take my house, protect it and everything. I've dedicated my career, but you, you're not? Why? Because immediately you enter that house, that house is now no longer dedicated, it's defiled because of you. So your dedication of your house is null and void if you yourself are not given to God. Paul talked about the people of Macedonia. I think before they gave to us offering, they first gave of themselves to the Lord. So I must dedicate myself first before I dedicate anything belonging to me. That is why we require parents of the kids to come here. So before we dedicate the kids, we must make sure the parents themselves are dedicated. So dedication is not a ritual you mindlessly go to and you do and then you walk out. So my kids are now dedicated. It's okay. Then you go back to uh, competing with the devil in his lifestyle. No, no, no. It's a responsibility that also involves you. Anything else you're dedicating, whether it's your finances, your marriage, your whatever, you yourself must first be dedicated. It is not something you do as a third party. No. 2 Corinthians 8.5 says, And not only as we had hoped, but they first gave themselves to the Lord, and then to us by the will of God. So because dedication hands you over or hands that thing over to God, what are the benefits of dedication? Why should we be dedicated? Dedication brings protection. Number one, dedication brings protection. Whatever is dedicated is protected by the Lord. There was a king, an evil king called Abimelech. He collected the wife of Abraham, Sarah. Then the Bible says, and God came to him in a dream and says, you are a dead man. Imagine God telling you. God in heaven. What did God tell him? God didn't say you're about to die. God said you're already dead. It's your burial you're waiting for. God in heaven came with a message. You are a dead man. We are just waiting when you will be buried. Why? He said, the, the, that woman you have taken belongs to a prophet. 
Genesis chapter 20 verse 3 says, But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, Indeed, you are a dead man. You are a, you are a walking corpse. If I'm this man, I can, I can wee wee immediately. God has appeared. And, God, and the Bible says God cannot lie. Indeed, you are a dead man. Why? Because of the woman whom you have taken. For she is a man's wife. Verse 4. But Abimelech had not come near her. And he said, Lord, will you slay a righteous nation also? Verse 5. Did he not say to me, she is my sister? And she, even she herself, said, he is my brother. In the integrity of my heart and innocence of my hands, I have done this. Verse 6. And God said to him in a dream, Yes, I know that you did this in the integrity of your heart, for I also withheld you from sinning against me. Therefore, I did not let you touch her. Verse uh, 7. Now, therefore, restore the man's wife. Why? Why? Imagine if the man was not a prophet. God said, go with the wife. It's okay. <laughs> restore the man's wife. Why? He's a prophet. And? Why? And then? But? Ah. You know, I had a question here. God told Abimelech, restore the man's wife. The man is a prophet. Let the man go pray for you. You know, that's a funny statement. Why, who, okay, the man will pray to who? Okay, who will the man pray to? This prophet. This shows you grace, levels of? God told Abimelech, there's no prayer you can pray that I can hear. Your prayer will not, will not work here. Go to that other one. When he prays, now I can heal you. You know, Abimelech could say, but we are already talking. I might as well now. But I don't be at Abimelech too. So go to that one. He will pray for you. Even as we, God can speak to us. <laughs> Let's proceed. Bah. God, the one Abraham was going to pray to, eh? is the one who gave instruction. Jesus met Saul. Is that okay? And he became Paul. Is that okay? He became after Jesus met him. Do you know what Jesus told him? Go into the city. You will find someone. He will tell you. He will give you my instructions. Why? I'm talking to you. Why don't you just give me now? We are here now. Why waste another journey I go to? See, tunaungia sai. Na instruction nizako. So niambia tu. You know, I'm saying this because somebody said ah, that was Old Testament. Jesus had not come. Now Jesus has come. The blood of Jesus is for us. It is Jesus, the one whose blood you are talking about, who said this. He said, now I have met you. Get out of here. Go to the city. You will find so-so. He will tell you what to do. A proud person said, Sasa Jesus. 
Tungeniambia tu saa hii tuko hapa tu tumalizane. Niko ready. I am ready to follow the instruction. Tell me now I will follow. Jesus said no, I will not tell you. You must be told by an authority. Go there you get an instruction. If from the authority. Jesus jamekutuma eh. Kwanza lala hapa rukaruka. You must know people. Piga makofi eh. Sema nduru weko wapi nduru? Why? I am the one who's giving instruction. I can give any, eh? Sana. People are proud. They don't want to recognize grace. Nataka hata wao wawe hivyo. It's true. Shantabale. Go into the city. So dedication brings protection. Dedication brings protection. Dedication brings protection. Whatever is dedicated to God is protected by God. Whatever is dedicated to God is protected by God. That's why I don't fight any battle over this ministry. Kuniletea vita, I become very humble. Najifanya mjinga kwako tu. Because I know the thunder coming your way. Kuniletea ujinga hapa. Just a man of God. This is how you feel. Mm, forgive me. Why? It's not my battle. You'll go meet the owner. True? You'll go meet? The owner has not retired. Still on the seat. Ukiona ananyenyekea kwako sana jishuku If I come to you you are my son and you are my daughter and I start calling you man of God jishuku sana Akati yes man of God eh go somewhere cry But if you are stupid say mm, even papa knows These things are stupid you don't understand spiritual things. If you're my son and you're my daughter and say, hey, man of God, forgive me, I'm so sorry. Me. You should know you're in the thick of battle. You might not even recognize it. Acts chapter 9 verse 6 says, so he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said, arise, go into the city. You will be told what you must. Ah, why don't you just tell me now? Why must I go to the city? He's already blind already. So he can't find his way in the city. Say, Jesus, protect what I'm dedicating to you this day. Number two, dedication creates a covenant with God. Dedication creates a covenant with God. When you dedicate yourself to God, by reason of covenant, God also dedicates himself to you. 
This is a very good teaching. It will help you. The Predosia Kalisa Nashadole Karabrino Paradis Abakadashima. Dedication creates a covenant with God. There's a, a passage in the Bible. The children of Israel were standing before God weeping because of sin in, the, in, the, in their camp. And as they were standing weeping and repenting, one stupid fellow came with a, a foreign woman in the camp. Came with a foreign lady in the camp. And they, they saw people weeping and crying. They left. They entered their tent in Naivasha. <laughs> Sorry, it, it has been a Naivasha week for me. You don't know the kind of things I have had. <laughs> people are in the congregation. Everybody is crying with sackcloth, dust on their hair, everything, weeping before the Lord. The man cannot say, mm, stupid people. Slay queen, let's go. Then the Bible says, Phinehas, say Phinehas, the son of Aaron, was overcome with anger. He took a spear. He took what? A spear. And went into Naivasha tent. Is that okay? And speared both of them. In fact, the spear went through both the gentleman and the lady, shoop, until the ground. What kind of force did the man use? The man found it soil. And the Lord said, because the, the zeal for honoring me was upon Phineas, I will make a covenant with him and his descendants forever. Shatta Brandolisakatabori Mbake. Yes, yes, it's numbers twenty-five. Now, when Phineas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron, the priest, saw it, he rose from among the congregation and took a javelin in his hand. Verse 8. And he went after the man of Israel into the tent in Naivasha and thrust both of them through the man of Israel and the woman through her body. So the plague stopped among the children of Israel. Verse 9. And those who died in the plague were 24,000. Verse 10. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Phineas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron, the priest, has turned back my wrath from the children of Israel because he was zealous with my zeal among them so that I did not consume the children of Israel in my zeal. Verse 12. Therefore, say, behold, I give him my covenant of peace. And it shall be to him and his descendants after him a covenant of an everlasting priesthood because he was zealous for his God and made atonement for the children of Israel. When you see a man of God with a covenant, it means there was a time that man chose God above all else. And God tested it. And God said, I will have a covenant with you. It is the zeal, the dedication of God that brings that covenant to effect. Is that fine? Number three. The, the dedication stops calamity. Using the same scripture, when the Phineas showed dedication, the calamity that was killing people stopped instantly. But it stopped after 24,000 people had died. One man dedicated to God stopped a plague of a nation. 
God does not use crowds. God just needs one man. One young man with fire in his heart. One young man with the fire of God. Can stop a plague. May that person be you. May that fellow be you. May that lady be you. Does God say you have to be perfect? No. But you have to have the interest of God above all else. The zeal of God must be burning in your heart. <sighs> zeal of God how? One. Zeal for the name of God. You will do anything to make sure the name of God is not tarnished. You know, there are people who don't mind tarnishing the name of God so long as they are right. No, no, no. It is the truth. I am right. But in your truth, the name of God is being tarnished. It means you don't care about the name of God. You care about your own name. There must be a zeal for the name of? I say there must be a zeal for whose name? God's name. name. Which means there are some things you don't say. Why? Because saying them will bring the name of God into disrepute. So you leave them alone. Even if you are right, even if you know, even if it's the truth, it doesn't, if it is not promoting the name of God, leave it. Let God fight for himself. Is that okay? You cannot say, hey, what are you doing? Look at this on social media. Now you are sharing. These, these are the people. Because a man of God or a woman of God is being scattered. You also now... Even me, even me. I can testify. You have no zeal. You have no zeal for the name of God. Now, but you must have zeal for the house of God. Zeal for what? The house of God. David said, I cannot build myself houses. He said, I'm living in a house built of cedar. Yet the Lord is living in a tent. I will be, David, he had a zeal for the house of God. He said, Why, how come I've been living in a house built of cedar wood? Yet the Lord's house is made of tents. I will build a house for God. And God said, it is good. What you have done well in your heart to want to build a house for me. But your hands are full of blood. Let your son do it. So David said, okay, even if my son is doing it, I will prepare the material. Like I've been refused to build, but I will prepare the material for building. And dedicate them ready for my son. <sighs> so there are things God will not allow me to do. But my sons will do them. But I will prepare the way. So that when my sons and daughters come along, they will have it easy. Say here. Why? Because they have the zeal for the house of God. First Chronicles 17.1. He said, then it came, now it came to pass when David was dwelling in his house. That David said to Nathan the prophet, see now. I dwell in a house of cedar, but the ark of the covenant of the Lord is under tent curtains. Then Nathan said, do, that all, do all that is in your heart, for God is with you. Say here. You must have a zeal. David said, I have set my affection on the house of God. 
Say, I have set my affection on the house of God. I have set my affection on the house of God. It means whatever affects the house of God affects me personally. Don't say, ah, that's the work for ushers. You find the house of God that where these sanctuary keepers, they're not doing their job. It is also your own house. You'd not do that in your house. You'd pick it up. But why? It is the house of the Lord. So you, it is third party to you. No, no, no. I have set my affection on the house of God. You sit somewhere, you're not hearing sound properly. These people, they should add one more speaker here. Who should add? Who? Who? If it's not, you are the one who's not here. You cannot see, there's not sound here. If I'm not hearing well, it means also these people are not hearing well. Let me get another speaker I'll put here. No, no, no. You want another person to do it. Your affection is not for the house of God. Your affection, you're selfish. Say, I've set my affection for the house of God. David said, I've set my affection, I've set my love for the house of God. Say, I've prepared with all my might. Anyway, the zeal for the house, the zeal for the house of God. You must have a zeal for the word of God. Say, zeal for the word of God. Zeal for the word of God. The book of Psalms says, how I love your law. I meditate on it day and night. Your love must be put on the word of God. You must have a love for the word. Because the word of God is God. If you want to know somebody, talk to them. If you want to know God, go to his word. Say here. Say I must have a love for the word of God. I must have a love for the, for the word of God. Psalm 119 verse 97 said, Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all day. What are you meditating on? Eh? This is what you are. This is what is inside your head the whole day. No, no, no. I love your law. That is what I meditate on. No. Say love for the word of God. He must have a love for the people of God. A love for what? The people of God. The Bible says, if you, love, if you don't love your brother whom you can see, how do you claim to love God whom you cannot see? If you don't love your brother and you can see your brother, how can you lift up your hand and say, Lord, I love you and you hate this one? You are a liar. So I must have love for the people of God. So the zeal of God must consume you. The zeal for the house of God, the zeal for the word of God, the zeal for the people of God, the zeal for First John 4.20. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. The Bible says so. Plain. There's no interpretation required. If you say, I love God and you hate your brother, you are a liar. For he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? Ujaona mungu, na unatambia vilunampenda. Na uyu, your sister, you are gossiping from here to Timbuktu. 
There's nothing good you're saying about them. So dedication brings protection. Dedication makes covenants. And you know, covenants of God can lift you. The covenant of God made David to be creative. Made David to be what? Creative. The Bible says David created musical instruments. Think the book of Malachi chapter 6. It says musical instruments created by David. David invented new musical instruments because of his covenant with God. Dedication to God breaks generational curses. I want to begin to close now. There are many more, but because of time, I'll close up this. Dedication to God breaks. Can you check music, uh, Malachi chapter 6 where it says musical instruments that's created by David? I feel a lot of... Every time you're doing dedication, God comes in a great manner. Is that okay? Because God likes people to be dedicated. So the way you dedicate yourself, you become a living... Say a living sacrifice. Are you tired? It's a living sacrifice. The problem with the living sacrifice is that it is alive. Eh? So it keeps crawling off of the altar. You place it there, it crawls out. You have to place it again. It crawls out again. You have to place it again. That's why you do this over and over. Because the sacrifice is alive. It can walk out. There were people led by a guy called, two guys called Abitham and Korah. They complained about Moses because Moses had done something wrong. And they were right. Moses had married an Ethiopian lady. Have you seen Ethiopian ladies? I understand Moses. <laughs> I don't know why he collected one. <laughs> he married that one. So if you look at them, they look good. So I think they're, are they the most beautiful in Africa? Which one? Rwandis? Rwanda. Rwanda. Me, I prefer Ethiopian. To Rwandis. Rwandis are number two. Huh? Kenyan. Kenyan. <laughs> 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 I agree with you. But Tony there does not agree with you. So because of Tony, I will continue this. <laughs> Question is, how do you judge beauty? Huh? It lies in the eyes of the beer holder. <laughs> Which ladies are the most pretenders in Africa? Eh? In Africa? Central Africa. I think 
Hey, uh, the, the people watching from every country, so I don't want to. We have Ethiopians watching. We have Sudanese watching. We have daughters even in. Okay, outside Africa. Do we have even outside Africa? We have people. So we love everybody. Everybody's beautiful. Uh -huh. All the way to. Yes, uh -huh. That's what the Bible says, all uh, tongues and races and tribes, eh? because we are different. Is that okay? I saw a tribe where they put rings on the neck so that you look like a giraffe. This is beauty. Eh? You have seen, have you seen it? They put, when you are young, they put rings and they keep adding the rings and your neck, your neck keeps getting longer. So that when you are grown up and you remove the rings, your neck cannot stand on its own like this. So for you to be alive, you have to have the rings. Eh? You look like you're a bird with a... Now, the more rings you have, the more beautiful you have. I say, Banange. It is true, God created all kinds of people. What is the beauty in this? There's another one, they remove the hole, they, they make a big hole, they, they, they make the ear into stripes. Wanakata eh? inakua, one long stripe, then they put a plate. You've seen it? When I work a sahani up, and then they wrap the ear around the sahani. So you look like a walking elephant. <laughs> elephant ears. We need deliverance. So if you are in that country and they wanted to give you a lady to marry, they will bring the, the bigger the ear. <laughs> So Abraham, Korah, and Abraham complained against Moses. This is how I got into all this nonsense. Now let me get back to teaching. Abraham and Korah complained about Moses. And then Moses came and said, who is on the Lord's side? Who is on the Lord's side? Then the Bible says the Levites went on the side of Moses. The Levites, they went on the side of Moses. Then the Lord said, because the Levites stood with Moses, their priesthood will be forever. Their priesthood will be forever. Because they stood with Moses. In the time of strife, the Levites stood with Moses. So because of that, they got a blessing. Their priesthood would be forever. But... This broke a generational curse because Levi had been cursed by Jacob. The tribe of Levi had been cast. Simeon and Levi, Jacob had cast them because they had gone and killed people of Shechem. Now Korah, the son of Isaac, the son of Kohath, the son of Levi, with Dathan and Abraham, the son of Eliab, or the sons of Peleth, okay, all these sons, took me away, says who is on the Lord's side, down there. So then they rose up against Moses, but the Levites decided we are not with you. We are with Moses. And because of this, the priesthood of the Levites was established forever. God broke that generational curse. 
that Moses had cast them. He says, Simeon and Levi, you are full of anger. You'll be small. You'll be scattered among Israel. You'll never be established. Jacob had pronounced a curse over them. But because they, the zeal of the Lord made them stand with Moses, that curse was broken and they were established. I establish you now. Because you have stood with Moses. You have stood with your Moses. I establish you now. Every curse of your life is broken. In the name of Jesus. 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 How do you dedicate anything? Say la la bidade. There are certain things you do to God, every other thing stops muttering. God will always remember that. There are certain things you do in life for God, until in God's eyes, nothing else matters. He will always make reference to this. Is that okay? The children of Israel were released from Egypt, the Bible says, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, his covenant with Isaac, and his covenant with Jacob. Are you listening? The children of Israel were not released from Egypt because they prayed very hard. They got out of Egypt because Abraham had a covenant with God. The Lord remembered his covenant. So they had been praying, they had been praying, they had been praying, they had not touched the covenant. God said, when, uh, why should I remove you? After all, you just look like Egyptians to me. You dress like them, you follow their customs. They had been there 430 years, which means it was difficult to differentiate a, a, a Hebrew from the Egyptians. They had just mixed up. Is that okay? They were dressing the same. So here. But the only thing that differentiated them was a covenant that Abraham made years earlier. So God had their groaning and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel and God acknowledged them. Why did God acknowledge them? Why did God acknowledge them? Is it because they groaned and rolled on the ground and tears were everywhere? No. It's because God remembered I have a covenant. And the person God was remembering the covenant with were already dead. They didn't find, you come and find this a great presence of God here. It's because God is my God. We have a relationship. Is that okay? And then you come and enter into that relationship and partake. So whatever you had prayed for, you have groaned about, you have done for years, you are also a Christian. Jesus also died for you. But your level of covenant is not... Now Christians don't like to hear this. Every time God comes to you, God identifies himself with whoever covenant has made him come to you. He always comes and says, I am a God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. 
I am the God of Israel. He always comes and says, I am the God of so-and-so. The reason I'm coming is not because of you. It's because of so-and-so. Anyway, Christians don't like this teaching. Say, nah, even me, Jesus died for me. You still have that issue. When Jesus is not aware, you. When receive your breakthrough say Jesus I hear because you have been taught so much about our rights in Christ you think you and your man of God are the same it's not true I also have rights in Christ go exercise I give you five years after that you come I Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, God of Isaac, and God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. So when God was talking to Moses, he talked to him on the basis of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Then he became the God of Moses. Elisha couldn't do any miracles. He realized uh, there's higher grace somewhere. He said, where's the God of Elijah? That's why I hear people say, I honor the grace. Why? Because they understand this. You, you have just come. You are now to teach us. So every generation occurs over my life is now broken under this grace in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. How do we dedicate something? This is the last thing I'm saying. Then I'll close. You dedicate by offering sacrifice. Dedication is not dedication until the sacrifice on the altar. The Bible says, Solomon offered 1,000 heads of cattle, 500 heads of what? It said, and in this way, the children of Israel dedicated the temple. How did they dedicate the temple? By putting all this sacrifice on the altar. Because when the presence of God comes to take over that which you have dedicated, you must find a sacrifice. He said the fire came from heaven and consumed that sacrifice. It didn't consume the temple. It consumed the sacrifice. Then the glory of God entered the temple. God walks on the path of sacrifice. God walks on the path of sacrifice. You must create a path for God to walk. And that path is sacrifice. If you are dedicating yourself, you are the sacrifice. God must consume you. Jesus died for you so that you can live for him. Hey, my people on the scripture are very slow today. What is going on? 
Every scripture, I have to wait for 20 minutes. Solomon sacrificed 10,000, 1,000 heads of cattle. And in this way, they dedicated the temple. In the book of Ezra, when they were dedicating the wall, Ezra chapter 6 as well, said they sacrificed 500 heads of cattle to dedicate the wall. You must put something on the altar for dedication. You don't dedicate but say, I am now dedicated. God, I dedicate this one. It is dedicated. Okay, okay, okay. We are dedicated. Then you go home. It doesn't work like that. God said, Banagi, I want to come, but there's no food. There's no fuel. Akuna nini? Tumafea. Tangent, I must correct myself. Shandala Lila. What is okay? Please find the place where he said they sacrificed 500 heads of cattle and dedicated the wall with it. I remember these things, I don't want to be remembering the exact because now you are here. You must also do something. Why do we use finances? Because finances is a measure of your life. You must dedicate yourself first before whatever it is you're dedicating. In the old days, it was cattle. They would put cattle and they would burn them. Today, we don't put cows. What do we do? We give finances. Why? Because you got that finances by going to work. You gave your time. And destiny is, uh, is measured in terms of time. And the reward of that time, effort, sweat, and skill is that finance. So when you're putting it on the altar, you put your life there. Even the Bible says so. It says where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be. And that's why I insist people must put, everybody must do something. Why? Because once you invest somewhere, you will not miss church again. You cannot tell me your heart is here and your money is not here. Papa, I love you. If I go check your tithing, you are not a tither. You are a liar. You don't love us. Your heart is not here. God cannot, we cannot break scripture for your own case alone. The Bible says, where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. So where you're taking your money, that's where your heart is. If you're putting it here on the altar, then we know your heart is here. So I force you for your own good. Put something. Why? So that your heart will be dedicated to God. I told the other time, sometimes it's difficult to believe. Let your offering believe for you. Because the Bible says, with the heart, man believes. How does man believe? The heart. But sometimes the heart is dry because it has been buffeted and beaten by life. It can't believe. But you want it to be with God. So what do you do? Put your money there. Your heart will follow. Where the treasure is, that's why I put everything here. Why? I want my heart to be here. With the heart, 
one believes. So you dedicate by offering. Can you give me the scripture that says Solomon offered 1,000 heads of cattle? Why is it so difficult to find? Can somebody find it for me? Should be in the Chronicles. Huh? Second Chronicles. Why is it so difficult? What is it? Uh-huh. King Solomon offered a sacrifice. not 22,000 bulls and 120,000 sheep. Do you know what it takes to kill 22,000 bulls? How many people were killing? This was in one day. It was not a period of five weeks. It was in one day. Do you know, can, you, can you picture how much blood was flowing there? They were carrying blood by the bucketfuls. Second Chronicles 7, 5, correct. So King Solomon offered a sacrifice of 22,000 bulls and 120,000 sheep. So the king and all the people dedicated the house of God. Did they dedicate the house of God by saying, oh, we dedicate the house of God in the name of the Father? No. It was a sacrifice day. It was a day of sacrifice. After the sacrifice, God consumed the sacrifice and said, okay, now the temple is mine. I will protect it. It will thrive. I will make it be promoted. They are here. You want to dedicate by word of mouth. I have dedicated. Mukenda church, muna dedicate. Muna dedicate pia jobiangu, eh? Ntangalia online. Mkifika huko mnidedicate mnikumbuke ama ama nitume jina nitume jina You lack understanding you, you want to use us but you don't want to have any effort I'm not saying being online is bad but I'm saying if you are being online what we are doing also do Is that okay It is not a casual affair where you send third parties eh no, it doesn't work like that. It must cost you something. It must do what? Cost you something. Christianity that does not cost anything is fake. This Kandiba Christianity that does not cost anything. God loves you anyway. You will prosper anyway. It's not true. There are people who prosper even in the demon kingdom. They work for it. In fact, Jesus said his own yoke is easier. The one for devil. You remember the other guy who came to testify, I think, a long time. He was a musician. He said he was buried for three days. We have not asked you to go and be buried. Alizikwa. Sikutatu. Diapate anointing. They buried the poor fellow. Underground, I don't know how he was breathing. Alisa Maji, I can't remember that. He was here, he testified. He's a musician. I don't, you remember him? He said, well, Nizikanga. He's Congolese. So when you see one song, Anaenda, Anaweka, Anachukua, Pa, that thing trending. Somebody was buried for, you don't know, for how many days to give that thing anointing. Now, when I say, Pa, Pa, you don't know. <laughs> I'm saying this because somebody sent me a clip of this thing. 
People send me things. Say, Papa, cast this song. So what song is this? <laughs> so why should I cast it? I think it was bothering, the, it, it was ringing in the person's head. <laughs> so they wanted to, me, they wanted to use me. <laughs> cast this song, Papa. I don't like it. It's bothering me. So I looked at it. Pa! Pa! Hey. It's everywhere. You don't, know how many, you don't know how many days somebody got buried. Eh? It's not just Jesus died and resurrected. Now it is okay. Banange. Jesus' death and resurrection got you into the kingdom. You have now entered. Working of the kingdom is your responsibility. He said, I've given you keys. Keys belong to houses. Eh? Belong to doors. Whatever door you open is how you use the key. You can be in the kingdom the way you are and that's the way you go to heaven. You have done nothing. Even Jesus died. You must take the keys and open the door. One of the keys is dedication. Is what? Dedication. dedication. So when they were dedicating the wall of Jerusalem, Nehemiah and his people, the book of Ezra, said we sacrificed 500 bulls. They had built the wall. But the wall, they knew the wall could not protect them. It is God to protect them. So to make sure God used that wall, 500 bulls. You, you want to dedicate your job. We have never seen a single cent. Papa, I'm finishing to pay my debts. After that, they will see me. They will see me. You are a liar. You will not see anything. You will not see anything. You are trying to play games here. People in the kingdom of darkness, they suffer for everything they get. Ah. They give all the way to their children, their wives, they lay them on the altar, literally. Watoto wana piano. Is it dabihu? Kafara. Wana piano kafara. We have not asked for your kid here. We have not asked for you to release your womanhood or manhood here. Other people don't have it. Someone wrote me this. I don't know who this person is. I've done everything. You slapped my head. You did everything. Nothing has changed. It is not by head slapping. Eh? There's my part I do. There's also your part you must do. Is that Okay. There's my part I do, and there's also your part you must do. I can slap your head from here until cows come home. But if you don't do your part, nothing will move. Do you know the way I know I'm okay? If one person gets healed here, and one person gets born again, and one person hears the teaching, I am okay. Amen. You with your own, is your, the problem is not me. The problem is not the anointing. The problem must be the third party. In a class, when Gine Wakipata, hey, can you blame the teacher because you have collected a defender? <laughs> this teacher, how can I get a What about those who got A's? You cannot now say the teacher is bad. There's a problem, all right, but it is not with the teacher. <laughs> eh? I don't like this church. 
no, there's no breakthrough. The ones who are getting breakthrough, do what they're doing. You'll also get what they're getting. God is no respecter of persons. Say, I hear. Say, I hear.